1: Wow!
2: Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined by top London radio DJ and self-professed Japanophile Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you?
3: i'm good i'm still wearing my sunglasses because it is oh it's lovely outside at the moment we've had some miserable weather here in london but it's uh it's 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 nice it's it's pleasant outside how uh more importantly is your desk chris broad because uh last time we spoke you were waxing lyrical about how lovely your new desk is is it still uh together because you know are you a good diy kind of guy (laughs)
2: I'm the sort of person who screws things together and then about <laughs> a month later the screws come undone which sounds like an analogy for life itself or <laughs> my mental state but uh, no the desk's holding together well this time nice um, it's, it's, it's very exciting
3: is um, it um, is it earthquake and I'm enjoying proof?
2: well that we'll find out soon <laughs> you know what I've barely, last year I don't think I've had like any earthquakes at all like, uh, when I first moved to Sendai, it was an earthquake every week. Mm. And now it's, there's nothing no, not for six months. I not think, a peep. So
3: I wonder why that is. Two words for you. Earthquake karma. You are earthquake the earthquake karma. You're the earthquake whisperer. That's the situation, Chris. You, you arrive on uh, a, a piece of land and the earth goes, everything is calm. Everything is peaceful. Chris is here. Everything's going to be fine.
2: Yeah, maybe it's because it's my birthday. <gasps>
3: yeah,
2: Happy birthday, been- Chris! generous uh yes 28 years old i wasn't gonna bring it up but i thought might as well <laughs> know. 28 years old isn't 28 isn't a number i'm particularly excited about kind of i don't know about you but after i passed 26 i kind of started feeling like i was on a conveyor belt going towards nothingness that i can't escape yeah and i kind of felt like that the last two <laughs> <laughs> uh, so whenever i get older i'm like oh not again it used to be like yes Getting older, I'm gonna be an adult. I can do things like drink alcohol and fly to places wherever I want and do things. And now it's kinda of like, uh oh, it's not. Uh-oh. It's not stopping. Uh-oh. I wonder if it's kind of stop around the age of twenty five, twenty six. That was peak <laughs> peak life for me.
3: Uh, th- uh, I so, mean, yeah. That's I mean, that's not very nice, bearing in mind that I am uh, considerably older than you. <laughs> so that's not right at all. Um uh 28- Well no, but
2: you how have you handled the aging experience?
3: Um I think genuinely um, I'm still mid-30s, uh, so we can we can bracket that up. But, um, yeah, like, I think um, you are going to have a lovely time in your 30s. Like, my, my favourite years have been, like, the first five years of my 30s, so it's, um... Really? Yeah, it's... it's How come? Well, you just feel... You just feel like your, like your stuff is together, the career progressed a little bit, and I think also you're in a situation where you sort of know yourself. Um, I sort of mm. used the example, I spoke about this before, but, like, I was with the JET programme, I wanted to go out um, when I was, like, 22, when I finished university. Um, but I never did, right. because I was really shy and really sort of reserved, and really... I wasn't very forthright about the things I wanted to to, to do in my life, and, and I made a change about 25, 26 to, to work in radio, so... It's kind of like um, I think your thirties are a lot more fun. So anybody you, think that their life's over when they hit thirty? <laughs> I don't know. How do you change from being shy to being like
2: so, you know, confident and loud and loud? Awesome. <laughs> how do you change? <laughs> how do you change your personality? I, th- I think so you so just I think you just
3: get tired of being sheepish and wishy washy and kind of like scared scared about what people think. I'm still scared about what people think. I'm still wishy washy, but. I'm just doing it in a slightly louder volume. You just get bored of yourself, don't you? Sort of like, I'll oh, just get it together for crying out loud. And I think you, you can't always kind of, you know, pull yourself up from the bootstraps, but it certainly helped me sort of going, come on, is this, is this who you want to be for the rest of your life? You've got things to say. You've got opinions. You've got ideas. You told a joke once and it went okay. Get involved, Pete. <laughs> get involved.
2: Did you ever find yourself in a, in a temple in Asia?
3: Going, yeah, yeah. Just sort of sit cross-legged and. Uh, uh, have you ever, have you ever, have we spoken about like meditating? I always think that I'd probably get something out of that. To be honest, just having a like uh, five minutes where I just sit down and just go, oh, just just think about things. I just don't think about anything. I think would be really useful for me.
2: Hmm. I mean. I did meditate at university for a little bit. I used mm. to go. My university was quite near the White Cliffs of Dover. Right. And I would drive down to the White Cliffs of Dover at the base of them and just sit there and meditate. And I'd sit there with the the sea coming in from the the channel, and it was beautiful. Yeah. And then one day a rock fell off the cliff and nearly hit me on the head, and I nearly, <laughs> nearly took me out. So I was like, probably <laughs> not going to meditate there anymore. And my meditation my meditation uh, days ended there and then. Ah, so I, was, I don't do it anymore, really. Not in the cross-legged kind of sense no. of meditation. But to me, meditation is just about being in the moment. Yeah. So often, if I just walk down the street, I try and notice as many things as I can about mm. that street. Because uh, I'm the sort of person that walks down the street 10 times and will just not look at anything. Mm. Like I realised near my apartment block the other day, there is a nice big red house that I walked past maybe 500 times. And I'd never seen it, even Ooh. though it's but metres from my apartment. And I was kind of annoyed at myself for not looking around. I'm so deep in thought when I'm walking, mm. deep in thought or anxious about things I've got to do, that I kind of get lost. And, yeah, so for me, meditation is just being present and noticing the world around you.
3: Massively. Ah. And, and I think in many ways, actually, the architecture in, in Japan, certainly house-wise, is actually quite interesting because there's so much variation. You'll rarely see, like, a block of... You know, I mean there'll be blocks of flats and stuff, but like if you sort of see a semi detached house or a detached house in Japan, um every second building is is of a different um construction.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, it's true. And they're kind of made of prefabricated wood or something. Mm. They they go up really fast. Like, yeah. There's a another apartment block just round the corner and it has gone up in a space of two weeks. It was just a you know, just a bit of field. Mm. Two weeks later there's a big apartment block with a few dozen apartments in it, just because it's so quick to build things here, because they're not made out of bricks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're right about that. So from going forward, as a 28 year old guy, <laughs> I like to be more mindful, like to be in the moment, mm. and be happy, like you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> whenever i am in uh, japan i always try and buy as many birthday cards as i can like wacky kind of birthday cards what's that egg character there's a, like, a silly egg character that's always um kicking silly around
2: egg character
3: yeah it's a silly, egg character. The silly
2: egg character i know is know know the, remember the egg mascot for fukushima oh, industry that's right yeah
3: <laughs> no, it's a different
2: An one unfortunate to say. mascot. The <laughs> yeah. Koopy, the Happy Egg. Who sounds like Fuckuppy, which isn't appropriate given the name of the company is Fukushima Industries.
3: No, really uh, not. Yeah, that's the only egg I know of. Right. Um, well, I try and buy some cards like with like weird kind of mascots and all Japanese stuff, and and uh, and I always um, come back with a, with some interesting cards because that's the thing about um, Japan is like there are some products you can't get anywhere else for obvious reasons. If everything's in Japanese, if like greeting cards are all in Japanese. Uh, and you're a bit of a deviant like me. It's it's actually quite a cool little sort of gift. You you do see things in uh, department stores and things like that that you don't see anywhere else. And in this global economy... You can buy pretty much everything everywhere nowadays, but uh, very Japanese-y kind of products, um, like greetings cards, are actually quite interesting. They've they've got a beautiful craft to them. Um, They're they're relatively inexpensive compared to everywhere else. And uh, yeah, it's just nice to get a a birthday card that's just that little bit different. And and in Britain, we just have cards with like swear words on it and sort of like, you're a a dickhead and all this stuff nowadays. That's kind (laughs) of- You're a dickhead. Honestly, that's kind of what all the cards are about now. A friend's got like, like a card company and um they just write absolute filth on there <laughs> they're really popular um, because us brits are abusive <laughs> whenever we we're can horrible, um, the, the uh <laughs> quick bit of vocab "Tanjubi omadetu is that right for happy birthday it
2: is yes tanjobi omadetu yeah tanjobi ah okay birthday right. congratulations yay that's a good word to know actually you mm. keep that in your memory bank of many Japanese words that you have. Omadetto. Because whenever something good happens to someone, you can just go, oh, omadeto. congratulations. Oh. If they're married, if they've had a baby, if it's their birthday, if they've won the lottery, omadeto gozaimasu.
3: Can you <laughs> say that and you'll look really nice. Can you say omadeto gozaimasu uh, if, um, like ironically, if someone drops a plate? <laughs> oh, well done, mate. <laughs> You idiot. (laughs) You can't. Uh, That won't go down well. Oh, my god! because I was
2: baka. Bakadesu. You would look like such a dick uh, (laughs) if you did that. One thing you learn quickly in Japan is, you know the the word baka, means idiot? right. Baka. For some reason, all foreigners seem to know that word. They love it. (laughs) I think it's because one of the first things we do is look up the word stupid, and that's the word we see, baka. Yeah. Uh, And people, I found a lot of foreigners, including myself, often refer to themselves as baka in a kind of self depreciating way. Mm. It doesn't really work.
3: Uh, I don't know why it is. Is it like is it? A it's just kind insult? of awkward
2: if you do it, right?
3: Yeah, it's an it's
2: quite a hardcore insult, I think. And like, uh, I don't. Yeah, I found whenever I used to do it or people I know doing it to themselves, going, "Ah, oh, totally to my back of this, being a muppet." Like uh, the people around them don't really find it funny they just look awkward so i don't even i don't ever use that word
3: now so the japanese are presumably not into self-abuse which is weird because i've seen enough tenga eggs to kill a man in in a lot of the shops <laughs> we're not going there not going there yeah
2: um i don't know it's it's a i, I think it's just that word because yeah. the only way i used to be able to get people to laugh when i was teaching was a beatboxing which i talked about before mm. and b self-depreciating self-deprecating humor where I would kind of say, oh, I'm, I'm fat today, ha, 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 I ate some fried chicken, and everyone would laugh about me <laughs> talking about my weight or something. Right, okay. Uh, it works in that way quite well. Ah, yes. I, I still see. haven't cracked Japanese humour mm. entirely, but those were the two ways that people could always laugh and smile. Yeah. Sarcasm just kind of hits an odd note. It just, uh, as we talked about last week, ambiguity in I, this idea of things being ambiguous. With sarcasm... I think it just leads to confusion people don't know if you're joking if you're being serious mm. so i generally avoid it if you get here and you start a job or whatever don't don't do it don't be sarcastic
3: don't be sarcastic <laughs> it won't I, work i remember um i remember being in uh, osaka with a friend and um they were doing basically there was this um kind of expat comedy night where these kids presumably from um from from some kind of uh english teaching program um put on like a comedy night like a wacky comedy night now i don't know what your um uh guardian colleagues were like uh, chris but uh, i was rather underwhelmed with their brand of comedy <laughs> my god it was dreadful oh, it was all in english and it was all i'm going to say i'm not going to say the f word it was flipping dreadful chris i was embarrassed to no. be a human at that moment that said though I was also in a bar in Shibuya, and uh, very bar-based. All of my stories. Um, and this man and this they are, man, aren't they? yeah. And uh, the, there was beer f- somewhere. first things first, it was quite a small bar, and it was like a rock bar, and um, uh, there were two or three men uh, doing some kind of. I think it was some kind of official slash unofficial air guitar championships. So these guys were like doing loads of air guitar, and then after that, oh, well. um, this bloke got up and basically did uh, a one-man show. Uh, that what he thinks should have happened in a popular anime Um, Right uh, and it was just a lot of sex a lot of grot um, but it was like you know it was like a kind of um, a kid's anime but he was trying to judge it up he was trying to sex it up a little bit and it was all rather unedifying to be honest With an air guitar no that was after the air guitar this was the main event Aww. i suppose but i, I was asking uh, my friend <laughs> I, was, I was asking my friend's uh, husband uh, what the hell was going on and he was like oh it's um i'm trying to think of the anime but it's you know some kind of anime i'm really into but uh, mm. but, uh, but i uh, but i was going why and he was going i don't know i don't know why this man is doing this but everyone <laughs> like was just appropriate response to that. it went on for such oh, a long yeah. time chris and people just were looking away embarrassed it was wonderful
2: if, you ever, yeah, if you're if you in Shibuya and you go in a bar again, or anybody listening who's mm. in Shibuya going in a bar, I find that's where Natsuki always seems to hang out whenever he goes to Tokyo <laughs> on his own. He always goes to Shibuya and he'll sit in a bar and pick up a guitar and start playing. So if you want to increase your chances of randomly Same encountering Natsuki. Natsuki, that's the place to be. <laughs> I was in a bar uh, yesterday or the day before. I don't go into bars as much as UDP, I don't think. Uh, I go in a bar maybe once a week. Mm. Don't know if it's that. I went in this bar in Golden Guy, which is the... uh, It's kind of a shack neighbourhood in Shinjuku. I think we talked about it in the previous episode, but it's kind of this little neighbourhood of four or five streets, tiny little bars with seats for up to five or six people. And there's one bar in there that I went to with a friend. It's the second time we've been there. I can't remember the name of it, but you will be able to find it easily. It's kind of a rock punk rock bar. Mm. It's right in the middle of Golden Guy if you go there. And uh, you go in, and there are there's rock music punk rock music playing extremely loudly heavy metal like rock music and in the corner there is just this doll of yoda sitting there looking kind of you know meditating and then <laughs> chained to yoda's face is a severed leg and a severed hand a bloodied severed leg and a bloodied severed arm just chained to yoda's face and uh, it is the most weird <laughs> shit I've ever seen. It's so <laughs> trippy. <laughs> you're sitting there you- drinking your drink, looking at Yoda, and he's kind of staring at this... He's just staring out there with this bloody arm dangling off his face. It's so weird. And yet, <laughs> the owner's actually a really nice guy. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily think it, given his uh, somewhat bizarre tendencies, but uh, it's actually one of the best bars in Tokyo, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, you see- go in there
3: if you're not too squeamish. When you see people abusing IP, international- intellectual property like that, you just think... <laughs> The, in the was it in the twenties the Yakuza tried to burn down Golden Guy and the and the uh, residents um, d- defended um, Golden Guy and that's why it's still standing and uh, why it looks like uh, like nothing like it around it in, um, in Kabuki Kabukicho was yeah. called um, that's right yeah. I do sort of think that maybe maybe it wasn't the worst thing <laughs> if it did burn down <laughs> when you see people <laughs> putting severed limbs into Yoda's mouth have some respect he's a, he's the King <laughs> Jedi. <laughs>
2: Not in there, he's not. Uh, no,
3: uh, no, <laughs> no respect for that guy. Yeah. I think that's the good thing.
2: That's my favourite thing about Goldeneye. Gold, Goldeneye, Golden Eye. Love that game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Golden Eye and Golden Guy. The ultimate yes, experience. Yes, exactly. Uh, it, it just feels like a bit of an odd place out because you're in Shinjuku, you've got Skyscraper District, <clears> you've got lots of neon lights, and then you've just got this kind of shack town straight out of Fallout. Uh, mm. So, yeah, do go there. Yeah, definitely. I love talking about Golden Guy, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore.
3: Oh, Sweet chocolate. Wow. Because we've got to move on to some uh, wacky news of the week, Chris. Yeah, wacky Wacky. news of the week. The wackier the better, mate. This
2: this is pretty wacky. Yeah. And this actually, this has a special place in my heart. Oh. It's wacky news of the week. Um, So a few years ago, I made a video and it was about uh, Japanese porn stars doing this boob-touching charity event where guys could pay, I think, what was it, about $20? 50, 20 or $50. You paid your money to the charity. It's for AIDS research, so noble cause. And it's an event put on by Paradise TV, an adult video portal, right? Mm. Uh, which, you know, adult videos there. Uh, so you go to this charity event, you go in, and you pay your $20, and then you can squeeze and fondle the breasts of various Japanese porn stars. And... <laughs> Last year, seven thousand participants showed up and did this, raising more than six million yen. And I covered it in a video three years ago, uh, just because I was—I I just was so astounded by this concept. I couldn't work out if it was brilliant or kind of creepy and weird. Well, I mean, if you see the pictures of it, it is quite creepy and weird.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: and yet it's a noble cause. Where does the li- where does the line begin and end between what you can and can't do for charity? Uh, yeah. I think. The line, probably. <laughs>
3: this is somewhat over the line. I mean, you do say this story has a, you know, a, a, a um, very close to your heart. I'd, I'd be moving a little more south <laughs> than your heart, to be honest, Chris. I think. Um, yeah. I thought that was a, a joke about the, the whole breast. Oh, I the, guess it is. Yes, heart, I suppose though. it no? is. Yes, doesn't really work, though, does it? No, no. no. I was, um, I was going many for trouser to talk, but um, yeah, it's all very uh, unedifying. It's all very, uh, um, it is. Yeah. And but
2: I, uh, I actually um, stopped I, I unlisted the video recently. I had somebody message me. A few people message me actually over my Facebook page, Braw Japan Facebook page, and they sort of said, "Oh, like your videos. They're great, whatnot," but this video has ruined my opinion of you, because why would you make this kind of video? And to be fair, I was a bit of a... I do come off as a bit sleazy in my video. I made it, like, four years ago now, actually. And I was kind of desperate for views. And I think the video was called something like chari- the best... Japan's greatest charity event ever. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, it's so brilliant. You can fondle and great people. Uh, but really, it doesn't stand with my values now. I think it is quite creepy and weird.
3: Oh, mate, uh, they, So. I'm- I'm so glad that I had very little contact with the internet until, you know, a few years ago, because to be honest, um, I'm not saying this is a good example of it, but I'm just saying that opinions and and, um, situations have changed um even in the last few years language has changed in the last few years so i think anyone who's had a youtube channel anyone who's had um Mm. a youtube channel um for longer than a couple of years i think like you are going to be criticized for things that happened and bearing in mind like how old were you been then 24 23 i would have been 23 24 yeah yeah, exactly so i mean i wanted those views so
2: i made a video about i didn't go there you don't think i went there do you did I point that out? Well, uh, no,
3: no, you didn't point that out. I, like don't I, I went you... there. No, to be clear, I didn't go there. I just talked about <laughs> it in the video and showed clips of I did not have sexual it. relations with that woman. Amazing. Um, I did not fondle eight <laughs> porn
2: stars' breasts for charity. Uh, but I'm, yeah, so the I'm, reason it's come up again right. is nine thousand people uh, signed this change like change.org petition right. to cancel the event. Yes, uh, because they think it's, it's horrible and it is kind of, I mean it is isn't it, let's face it so they've now actually changed it and this year they've got three guys doing it, which doesn't I don't know if that works or not, but you've got three porn stars who are guys, and two mm. porn stars that are women, and so you can touch guys and women Which I mean it levels the playing field right somewhat now,
3: so. but um, will, the, will the men porn, porn, stars, porn stars have um, be quite muscular? Will they have a lot of coo? <laughs> I think so Right. Do it, I, well, I, yeah I don't know
2: I dare <laughs> look the names up, but uh,
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's hopefully
3: they'll they'll still raise something for charity. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. I mean, there are other ways to raise money for charity for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It does seem a bit like a bit desperate.
2: And it raised well, it raised fifty-eight thousand dollars last hmm. year. Is that a good amount? I suppose it is.
3: Um, how, I don't Asian know how far research, that go- I don't I know suppose. how far that goes for research in. Um, in, uh, in Japan to be honest but uh, is, there, is there a that's lot that's of- a
2: whole other podcast
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> the I, I, effective I th- spending on AIDS
2: research in Japan
3: I think um- um, I think Japanese um, kind of STDs are, are going up from what I've been reading like but it's it's not it generally aids, and they, and they do see um, it as a non-Japanese problem. And from what I've heard, mm. certainly not from first-hand experience, but um, from what I've heard, um, um, protection isn't used a whole bunch. Um, people don't use, mm. to, usually like them. Um, to which I say, get yourself to Harajuku and Condom Mania and pick up some goddamn prophylactics. Oh, I walked past that the other day, <laughs> Condom do, Mania, the condom store in the
2: heart of Harajuku at the crossing. <laughs> Where millions of tourists pass through every week. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but drop in there. Yeah. Don't get AIDS. Go to condomania Mania.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, there. there we go. That's all you need. That's podcast. your next video. Don't get AIDS. Yes. Try Condom oh, Fantastic. Um, we've got some questions, Chris. Obviously, um, this podcast is going from strength to strength. So people are wanting to chuck in there to Penith or say hello or ask a question of you, Chris. It, it all we can really do is pile through a lot of emails, if that's alright. Pile through a load of emails. Go for it. Yes. Yes, we've got Kick loads of great off.
2: emails from you guys and I think it's time we addressed a few. So let's begin diving in.
3: Massively. What uh, you got, Pete. what I like about it is um I've started basically we've got four emails, the third of which <laughs> is Only all in hiragana and katakana and some kanji. Um, and b- by virtue of the fact that I've gone first, it means that by you're going to take the next one and then I'm going to be dealing with the third one. To which that's I can right. only I read, kon- actually. all I can read is Kanichiwa. that's all I can read Really? It's
2: basically all in Hiragana and Katakana, which we <laughs> discussed that you can read proficiently.
3: Uh, that's very so much not uh... the case. Uh, let's kick oh. off with Tiago's email. Right. <laughs> Hi Pete and Chris, what advice would you guys give for anyone <laughs> wanting to create their own content, either in podcast or video format, YouTube? What do you guys find is the most challenging thing about it? That's a tough
2: one. Mm. I don't actually find... I, I, the, the easiest thing to do is basically keep a pen and paper nearby or post-it notes, and whenever you have an idea pop into your head, write it down. Mm. What you'll find with most YouTubers is they always have the next, like, uh, ten videos ready and lined up to go. I've got the next three videos, actually, mm. so I'm not a good example of that. <laughs> uh, but generally, you always have loads of ideas in your mind about what you want to do, and... Don't just think, I mean, what I try to do is not just think about the videos I want to make. I think videos that I kind of want to wake, I kind of want to wake, I kind of want to make. Wake. uh, That I think other people would be interested to watch. Mm. Um, Don't always just think about what you want to do. Think about what you can teach somebody, what knowledge you have that could be useful to somebody else. Something tangible. The idea in every video I make and hopefully every podcast is you go away having a bit of fun, but also learning something as well uh so yeah the most challenging thing about it though to don't know what do you think pete um, i, I mean, think you make a million podcasts i make a million, million podcasts really, every so. i
3: think um when i first joined um so i work on a quite popular uh, podcast called the football ramble and uh one of the main challenges when i first joined that was that they were recording two hours worth of content cutting it down to an hour and ten so i sort of said look guys be regular about it do one a week uh, and be part of people 's weeks, be part of people 's routine, I suppose, so it is an imposition being part of uh, someone 's life but mm. um, I think if you can kind of get into a bit of a routine, it helps you um, it helps you be creative in a weird way because it forces you i think I think sometimes having a time. Say you got to get something out by Friday. It forces you to work at that little bit harder. It forces you to even be that little bit more creative. I know that sounds weird, but there's only so many kind of days you can spend in a coffee shop. Pressure, so that makes sense Mm. hugely. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I never like I, I did very few projects in university. But if I ever did a project at university, it would be done at the last minute. And it, that's it's that's the point at which you suddenly get really interested in the subject matter as well, which is funny. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is amazing. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the amount of times I'd finish my university
2: project the night before. Yeah, hugely buried in a pile of Red Bull cans. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's always, it was always what I did. It's even now. Often I, you know. Do videos up until the last minute i pretty pretty daft with it But yeah. it kind of, under pressure Pressure seems to unleash creativity Like sometimes. a diamond I don't know how, I don't know why, it just does <laughs> so, yeah. Well I hope that answers your well, question, Tiago uh, you Yeah, I hope that helps, Tiago And best of luck mm. if you are going to produce something um, Josh says Hey Chris and Pete, there's been a question that's been bothering me For some time now that I just can't seem To find an answer to anywhere on the internet I know this isn't the case for either of you but where do picky people fit in japan i believe i'm a pretty bland eater i don't care for fish or pork both seem to be staples in japan thanks continue the great work josh do you-
3: <laughs> i i uh, mean i remember uh, natto the breakfast um kind of rotten soy bean thing that people eat it's sticky soy oh, God, sort yes. of nonsense now i know you're not uh, that big of a fan i wouldn't say i'm no. the biggest fan but I think it is so important to put everything in your gob that is presented in front of you. And I spent my time buying natto from the Japanese supermarket around the corner to train myself into being able to eat it and to appreciate the taste, I suppose. Um, it's, it, it, hell. Picky people That's will probably dedicated. find it quite difficult to eat in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's important to um, to, to, to get a taste for everything and um, appreciate appreciate like the, the like the mustard and vinegary flavors to it. And there's always something in some kind of food that you can appreciate. The only one thing that I can't stand snails. Have you ever had snails, Is that, Chris? Uh, yeah, they're horrible. Yeah, they they, they just taste That's like grass. People
2: even in Ugh. butter and garlic, they yeah. still don't work for me. Tonight. No,
3: they just taste like grass because that's all they eat. And it's it's kind of like, well, or well, certainly where they live anyway. But it's, so I sort of find myself going, well, I'll have another one. I'll have another um, set when I'm in a nice restaurant. Um, and I ruin entire meals because I just feel like I have to, you know, get to the bottom of them or appreciate what makes a good snail and what makes a bad snail. But no, um, th- that's one of those things that I've, I've still not nailed. But I think when you sort of go around Japan, you're going to um, find it difficult to... Um, to find bland food, I think, to a certain extent, unless you just want to eat balls of rice. Um, well, but if, but if yeah. you... Do you... I, know I knew
2: a guy who came and uh, taught English, mm. and he would not touch any food. He got his food exclusively from McDonald's and um, Pizza Hut, and that was it. And he did that for like a year or <laughs> two. I don't know how he did it, but he did. Uh, Expensive. <laughs> so, I mean, convenience stores you can find most western foods like crisps or potato chips mm. uh, peanuts nuts fruits whatever you can f- you can find anything I wouldn't worry about it oh yeah depends how picky you are you can find loads of things without fish in it you can quite easily uh, survive Japan without eating fish um, mm. and pork mm. um, yeah um, I mean there's lots of American diners American style diners as well so like mm. uh, Denny's or Gusto or Coco's and they all do American kind of diner Style food like burgers and fries and all that stuff. Yeah, so, and, <laughs> so and fri- my and view now- of America: just burgers and fries. <laughs> burgers and fries, uh, and, but you and can goodness. get like uh, you get pretty much most of the sort of food you get back home there. Yeah, so yeah, you could get by being in Japan without eating any Japanese food, really. I knew another guy, my friend Regan, the vegan, who is a vegan. So clever. Haven't that works, doesn't
3: it? I mean, uh, genius. Nominative it took uh, just him determinism. Took years
2: for me to convince him. To have that as his brand name, Regan the Vegan. <laughs> anyway, he's Regan the Vegan, and we used to travel around Japan, and he would eat exclusively bananas and peanuts. And uh, yeah, he did that for for years. So that's recipe bananas, for peanuts, uh, and tofu. That's,
3: that's recipe for uh, bluffs. I think in the car if you're driving around. My God,
2: <laughs> no comment. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, Josh. Just uh, you'll find that it's not all just Japanese food. There is a lot of Western food to be had in Japan. And even if you are fussy, you'll be able to get by. Even more, I think it'd be more worrying if you had an allergy. Yeah. You never know what's in the food. Like I go. I was it in a podcast recently. We dealt with someone. We answered a question about having an allergy for shellfish.
3: Yeah, certain kinds of shellfish. I answer that question Wasn't
2: it? somewhere, either on a podcast or in a Q and A somewhere. Mm. And that's a little bit tricky. Uh, the conclusion I came to is just write down your allergy on a bit of card and take that around with you. So when you go in a restaurant, you can mm. show. The staff, the card of your with your allergy, mm. that would be more difficult than being picky or fussy. I'd say, uh, yeah, definitely. But, and uh, good luck, Josh. Just get into
0: ramen. Ramen's say, delicious, please?
3: and you can get it and, is, and, and every every and dish fish. you could possibly buy has uh, Karaage. Is it Karaage the ch- uh, fried chicken? Yeah, fried chicken. It's like yeah, chicken it that's
2: been marinated in soy sauce and things, yeah.
3: And it's delicious. You and fr- uh, if you like fried chicken, just eat that every meal. That's what I usually do. <laughs>
2: yeah, you get a family bar. Dive into yeah. some fried chicken. <laughs> exactly. All, all I advocate. <clears throat> <laughs> all uh, right, go on then, Pete. Do your Japanese. Uh-huh. Next question. So the next question:
3: uh, uh, Konnichiwa. Hmm. Um, sun, <laughs> san, san no uh, ma. Kuketa. you can't read it kenny kuketa
2: said something or other what is <laughs> the talk now no you're gonna have to do this uh christian right, i'll better help <laughs> uh so he says <laughs> no ah. ne- <laughs> uh, Austin. Uh, basically hello pete your accent is very scary I definitely can't sleep. I really can't sleep. Thank you very much, Austin.
3: <laughs> Is that all he wrote? My God. That's not
2: even a question. It's just a little insult
3: in, uh, in Japanese. So, so that's the thing, though, with, uh, with katakana. So he's gone for. Uh, oh, so it's he, B, p-, p with a little circle. So P. Pito. Pito. Now, now so when I was a kid, my little sister, who's like two years younger than me, when she was a little baby, she used to say P. Ta. Pita. So I was thinking, if I was going to write my name in um, katakana, I would have gone for Pita, rather than Pito. Pita. Uh, Pito. Yeah. Pita-san. Pito. So yeah, you, We we call you Pete, don't we? Pete Donaldson. Pete. Peter, yeah. yeah. Pete. Yeah, Pito. good point. Makes yeah. more sense, I
2: think. Yeah. yeah. Pete Donaldson.
3: But <laughs> it's that it's that ambiguity that confuses me, where you're sort of looking at a, a, a Romaji, a, or a, mm. um, a borrowed word, and you're sort of going, I've got no idea what that well, could the be the trick is if you're looking
2: at uh, katakana a mm. borrowed word uh, it's probably a word that you'll recognise if you hear it so the trick is to say it just out loud. say it yeah so we've got pito pito ah oh, pito ah oh, it's me
3: if maybe that would work I if, don't know if you're, um, if you're uh, British and you walk past a uh, uniqlo or wherever they've got uniqlo I think they have in Europe don't they uh, uniqlo yeah. the actual sign um, in uh, a very highly stylized version of katakana is unikuro unikuro uh, unikuro yeah, Which it is. is very exciting. Trendy. Trendy, Trendy. Trendy like super dry. <laughs> ah, yeah. super dry. But, yeah, your accent
2: is uh it's not just scary, it's incredibly scary. Well, so he says, uh, Konnichiwa, Pito-san no accent regarding your accent, sugoku kara. Ve- It's very scary, therefore, <laughs> watashi wa zenzen nemasen. Ah, uh, regarding me, I definitely can't sleep. <laughs>
3: That's your business Anything you'd like to say To Austin? Look, uh, if my accent is scary, why do they put all of the British based call centres in the northeast? Because we are trustworthy. I once went for an audition for um, a uh, television um, c- continuity job, basically, someone who links the programmes together and says, Coming up later on, we've got Jodie Shaw. And uh, the man I who. i heard your was... voice <laughs> on ITV. <laughs> I did. It. ITV2. It and, uh, and they um, basically said in my audition, um, Pete basically wants someone who's uh, got a stupid sounding accent and I'm not proud enough (laughs) not to take their money so I got the job it was a bloody well paid job and I was happy to be insulted on that occasion.
2: <laughs> it's funny how the Northern well, it, I wonder what it is about the North northern accent that makes it so sound so friendly. They say it, soothing well, trustworthy.
3: they say it's because uh, they sound because my accent is so kind of um, we are kind of, anybody in like America or anything like that, we're kinda of like hicks. We we sound like kind of people from the deep south, so they they're not necessarily um And aren't necessarily kind of uh, gifted with uh, the uh, image that we're uh, intelligent. So people find us more trustworthy because we think, or people think or people regard us, or regard our accents as uh, being from people who uh, wouldn't be clever enough to trick them so that's why they put the call uh, centres there because... Um, it's kind of a negative sounding reason. Oh, it's massively negative massively negative, but oh. uh, yeah, but they, they don't put them in uh, Liverpool because uh, Liverpoolians, or rather the, the accent of, of Liverpool uh, historically set in the 80s had this reputation of being, you know, everyone's on the steel everyone's stealing car radios and stuff, which is ridiculous Ridiculous and grotesque and horrible, but um, that was just the way of the world really. So you don't hear a lot of Scouse voices on uh, on the um, on the radio or the television, which is sad because it's a beautiful it's a beautiful uh, uh, accent. It really is, but good for people from Hartlepool. Great for get me. economy going. Mate, I'm calling it in. savers and presenters. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got an email from Kyoto Cat, which I really, really like. Uh, hey, guys, I'm enjoying the videos and the podcasts. Well, I've got nothing to do with the videos and everything to do with the podcasts. Uh, I've, uh, I'm glad you've included the podcast email address in the information. Uh, the reason I wanted the, uh, wanted the email was to say I found out how to catch it when you said it on the podcast, and I thought others may have the same problem. Now the situation has changed, I think you'll get more mail thank you <laughs> Kyoto Cat no it's just uh, like you did something just, bad but then you rectified it
2: <laughs> you put the podcast email address on the actual on iTunes or yes wherever. Wow. I
3: did I did do that yeah um, if you hadn't noticed Chris could, how
2: would, Kyoto Cat how could you not hear the email address
3: maybe do it's I, your you accent want, Pete you even though
2: I've said the email address most of the time I think so oh, what, hang on accents, are, you,
3: are you trying to say that this is aimed towards me and my, uh, oh, yeah. I think it might be your accent, sir, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> How dare you. I've never, Not I, I can't remember the last time I said the podcast address. You always say it on the way out. It's true, isn't it? On the way out the door. Oh, I'm maybe
2: I say Pop. it too fast. podcast at gmail.com. Oh, that's fairly obvious. Right, podcast <laughs> at gmail.com.
3: we'll get there won't we send
2: us an email is it an easy email address to hear I don't
3: know but uh... oh man Um, I found uh, I sent Chris a little video of the TV show um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine I think it is a a TV show a comedy show about um, Mm. uh, about the police and uh, Terry Crews who I think is a bit of a national treasure do the US have national treasures I think he might be a national treasure Uh, but he uh, he Barack Obama uh, and Donald Trump what national treasures
2: National treasures,
3: to different <laughs> people around the country. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think definitely. Um, but uh, Terry Crews at one point says abroad uh, in Japan, and so I sent it to him. I was like, ah, "There's your, there's your next shout." I out I actually
2: thought you got a shout out from the guy <laughs> from the TV show in the in the same line as Brian Cranston. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was disappointed when I found out you never totally mind
3: found that phrase. <laughs> oh. um, well, let's get out of here, mainly because I really yes. need to use the toilet. Um, <laughs> oh, we, we'll be back next week for more abroad in Japan fun. Yes, thanks, guys. No matter where you might be out there in
2: the big wide world, thanks for listening. Do drop us an email if you have any questions. We're going to be doing some more podcast uh, episodes dedicated to your questions mm. because we've got so many, and uh, we want to answer them and help you in any way we can. But for now, have a great week, and we'll see you next time, next Wednesday. Same time, same place. Have a good one, guys
3: remember the email address is um, blah, 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 gmail.com
2: exactly and have fun in the bathroom pete we can't end it like that no but we are <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> bye bye